With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another all-season edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. And this is going to be, a, I think, a very interesting episode as we're just going to grade the offseason. We're going to rank the signings and grade them, every single one. Basically, what we're going to do, we're going to have a rest category where it's like the rest of the signings. And these are going to be the people that are more depth uh, pieces for the Saints. I mean, you're looking at guys like Noah Spence, DJ Swearinger, and those kind of the rest. And then like there will, we have five signings that were like main signings for the Saints and that were really additions. The other guys more of depth, the guys they brought back. I mean, obviously these guys count and they matter and they're probably going to matter in the season. They'll hopefully make some plays for the Saints, but they're minor deals. They're all veteran minimums. It's kind of stuff like that. And that's kind of um, how I did the classification right away. Um, so I think we're just going to get right into it. It was really interesting. I thought the Saints had a good offseason. I said A-. minus. I feel like that's their grade. They are missing that linebacker, which is, it could be an issue. I mean, I told you guys over and over again, and if the Saints don't get a linebacker in the draft, I mean, they may be in some big issues. I, I think they're going to get a, a linebacker in the draft, I think, in the first round, and then he's going to he's gonna come in there and start, I think. So it, it is very, very interesting when looking at it, but um, that's why I, I don't say that the Saints got an A grade. I think they have an A minus. And then to get to that A grade, if they signed a linebacker, or maybe if they drafted a big, um, if they drafted a Patrick Queen type, I'd be giving him an A too. Now to get that A plus, I would have to, you, to me, you would have to get a linebacker in free agency and then also, um, either and just get a nice in, impact piece with that 24th pick. But, um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm looking forward to the draft. I think the Saints are going to move into the second round. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. We'll see what happens though. It's going to be a very interesting situation but we're just going to rank basically the free agent period as of now grading it and if any more signings come in we'll just grade them and put them into this ranking as well but let's start off with the rest here so this is going to be the people that basically the veteran minimum signings definitely matter definitely important but this is um just more depth veteran minimum signings Noah Spence I thought this was pretty big for defensive line help had a pretty good season as we said um, of, uh, back in 2016, his rookie season, ever since then, he's been battling injuries and stuff. Maybe with a fresh start, he he said he loves the Saints' um, identity and what they really are trying to do. I mean, maybe he has a big breakout season, but again, low risk, high reward. If he doesn't work out, you have a lot of other guys with the depth at, at his kind of level. And I mean, to me, if he can pull out and be like a, um, a George Johnson type, I don't know if you guys remember him back in 2017, that would be pretty good and it's helpful. I mean, for sure, if there are injuries and stuff like that, he could definitely be a player that you can plug in for a little bit. DJ Swearinger is our next guy. More of a depth veteran safety presence. I like that he's there because he does fill a need that the Saints have, and that's really to get the turnovers. And yeah, he's not going to start. But if, if a safety gets hurt, um, if Marcus Williams get hurt, he'll come in here and he can look, he has some difficulties at some things, not the best cover guy, but he can get turnovers 
and he can play like that, and that's really big. And he's obviously getting up in age, so that's going to hurt him against some guys if he's covering guys one-on-one. But if he's playing that ball-hawking position, he's a very good uh, safety. And he also gives help to um, the, the, the younger guys around there. He's going to help Marcus Williams. He really helped P.J. Williams when he was playing safety. So a lot of interesting stuff there from Swearinger. And he played one game for the Saints, and that was against the Panthers in Week 17. And he actually had a pretty good game. So definitely um, look out for that there. I think it was a good depth signing for him coming back. He said he loves the Saints identity as well. Loves the locker room, which is obviously really big. A few special teamers with Justin Hardy and JT Gray. I mean, these guys, A signings. I mean, you need these guys on the team. I mean, the Saints won a lot of games last year. They stole them off special teams. They may have to do that again in 2020, and they're going to need Hardy, and they're going to need Gray. Both guys are A-plus special teams player. JT Gray was a second-team All-Pro for special teams. Both these guys are really good at their craft. And also, I like Justin Hardy to be in that cornerback slot. A lot of people, I mean, I think they're kind of selling him short there. I think he can do it. And it's something I've thought about. I think in, obviously, he's not going to go out and start 16 games right now for the Saints. Obviously not. But in a game or two, he can come in and be good. I mean, he's been able to, when he's put in, he's been able to make some impact plays, which is, to me, very, very um, important. And I, and I don't think you should over over um overstate his importance for this team because he's definitely a good player and uh, or i should say understate i'm sorry shouldn't understate his uh, value to this team because he's a player also in the locker room he's really helped and that's obviously uh really big there one more guy who we just signed today depth um guard and center we got cameron tom back which is great Got injured last year, but people are saying he was coming on last year, coming on really good, especially in training camp and the beginning of preseason before he got hurt for the year, out for the year. And it's another depth signing. I love that signing because now it's another player that you can battle in uh, training camp, kind of push Andrew Speed a little bit, even though he got a big contract. So just like there are other people here. And, you know, he's going to be battling for a roster spot with Will Clapp and all those guys. So, and he's a type of player that coming in. Um, he, he's a good depth piece, and I think he was getting better each year. Um, to me, the, phys- the his physical attributes are there. Now you got to get him with that technique and that stuff, and that stuff comes over time, and I do think that Tom, with the right coaching, could be a starter in this league. We'll see if it's with the Saints. We'll, I mean, we'll have to see, but he was getting better before he got hurt. We'll see how that translates um, once the 2020 training camp and regular season starts. So that's obviously really interesting there. So now we're going to move over to our Top five signings, or last five signings left. These are the impact signings. These are the big ones. And these are the players that are going to make the biggest impacts, in my opinion, to this 2020 roster. And number five coming in and last in this is going to be Andrus Pete Guard. And this is not just for the quality of player. This is also going to be just the deal that I thought, the signing, what grade do I give him. And that's kind of that stuff, the fit and all that stuff, of not just the how good the player is. And Andrus Pete. Look, he's the fifth on this list. You give him a five-year, $57.5 million contract. It only, he only has a cap of $3.6 million this year, which is good. But I'm, I'm going to give it a, a grade of a C here. You could even ask. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people grade it lower. Look, now the Saints don't have to worry about the guard position, which is good. And it's definitely something that's, I mean, at least you don't have to worry about it. So at least you paid him, and it's dumb. But he's got to get better. And he may. He's got all the attributes in the world. We've talked about it. You want to talk about about a guy that has physical attributes? I was just talking about Cameron Tom. I mean, Andrews Pete. He's got all of them. You know, once you get him out in state, I mean, space, he's just he's. A, you could see why he's a first round pick, and it's at seventy five percent of the time he's great. He's a great guard, all a uh, Pro Bowl guard as we've seen. 
Then you have that 25% of the time where he's just awful and it's lost them game. And it's and those 25% is always against the best talent. He got he got burned by Aaron Donald, got burned by the Vikings, and they're great D-line with Everson Griffin, Daniel Hunter, and those guys up front for the Vikings. So again, he hopefully will get better. I mean, you're hoping that next year he comes in and takes that next step. And if he does, this is a great signing. But there is a big question mark there because if he pulls what he did in 2019 and 2018, you have big issues. Now, he played really good in 2017, had a good PFF grade. He was pretty solid for the Saints. But again, besides that, it's just, it's tough. It's, it's a very tough situation. The Saints obviously saw something in him and gave him a big contract, the biggest contract of a guard this offseason. To me, it's the worst move the Saints did, and it's definitely the most questionable move, and we're going to have to keep on talking about it. Um, I, look, I mean, yes, he was a Pro Bowler the last two years. That's important, but again, it's something to, it's something you got to look at if you're, you're the Saints and like, if you're going to give out the money to 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 a, to a player, was Andrews Pete the right player? And it's just, I mean, it's, it's interesting because if you're the Saints, you want to keep everybody. And I understand you want to keep everybody, but at a certain point, you have to move on for some people that have been dead weight. And Andrews Pete has hurt this team in a big way sometimes, lost them games. So again. We'll see what happens, and um, again, if you put that 75% up to when he's an all-pro uh, bowl player to like 90%, 95%, he'll be really good. Uh, I think he just has to work on that, and we'll see what happens. I mean, he could end up being a really uh, linchpin piece of this offensive line but for the next five years, but there is a question mark there, so I think that's definitely something you should be looking at, and that's why I'm going to give them a C grade. Four on here is going to be P.J. Williams. He signed a one-year, $2 million deal, all guaranteed to play basically the slot for the Saints, or at least the depth slot for the Saints. I mean, a lot of people don't like P.J. Williams. I'm going to give this grade a B, and this is why. It's a solid move. Yes, it's not an all, all-star all move. It's not a splash move, but it was a, it was a move I actually wanted the Saints to make uh, because he plays a slot. He plays it at a starter level. When you look around the league, he's definitely plays at a, a good level, a solid level. You could count on him to play. I mean, he's a physical player. He fits the Saints mold very well. He's also pretty good at ball hawking when you're looking for fumbles and that stuff. He's been able to rip the fumbles. He has a couple of picks as well. That's been really good. He's usually really good at tackling. Was not so good at tackling last year, but in the past, he was really good. 2018, he was really good. I mean, he's a player that, um, look, I mean, he just plays the slot to me well. It's a good value signing, and he had eight starts last year. In my opinion, I think the Saints will start Malcolm Jenkins in the slot, which we'll get into later. And or maybe they're going to do like a little like Malcolm will get some guys and some teams, and then they'll game plan with um, PJ Williams with other guys. That could happen as well. Um, but really, I think the Saints upgrade at the slot because they brought back their starter from last year, which was uh, Williams. But they also bring in, I, I think, really. A, a Pro Bowl level slot um, defender in Malcolm Jenkins says he can do so many things at the Pro Bowl level. So again, this is a solid signing, solid depth signing. I mean, just because it's fourth on this list and kind of towards the bottom doesn't mean it's a bad signing. And I thought it was a great signing. Obviously, I mean, PJ Williams is no all-star uh, player here, but again, he's a player, solid player, quality player, and he's going to come up here and play a, a solid, a solid slot corner. And you can kind of count on him at this point. And you know what he's really good at? He's really good at climbing back from adversity and that stuff. And that's really helpful as well. And he sometimes makes some splash plays. Sometimes he gets beat. But I think overall, and also he can play the outside as well. Really good guy to have, in my opinion. 
um, to just move him around. The versatility's there. Could play a lot of different positions. He's a starting level at the slot. To me, he's a backup level at, at some other positions as well. Couldn't play safety in a pinch. That's to me, is really big. And to me, that's really important. Moving to our third uh, move this free agency, top three. Now we're in the top three. And this was kind of a surprise. A lot of people th thought he was going to leave, but David Onyemata is staying with the Saints at that three-tech defensive tackle position. Three years, $27 million. $3.5 million cap hit this season. And here's the thing with David Onyemata. A lot of people saw a lot of a lot of promise in him. And he's he, another guy with the physical attributes. You're thinking he's gotten better every single year. You're thinking one of these years he's just going to knock on the door. I mean, this year he only had a 55 uh, PFF grade. In 2018, he had 83. He did a really good job when Sheldon Rankins went down with injury in 2018. Really, there was like no loss of play. This year, um, I thought he played solid. I don't think as good in 2018, but he still did a very good job in basically almost not a full starting role, but um, he was definitely he definitely did a solid job. I think he's going to continue getting better. He's got the attributes, and he's just learning the game of football. I mean, a guy that didn't learn how to play football until he was late in his teenage late as a teenager, so. He's really just learning the game. And again, this is now going to be... Usually when you talk about really a three-year progression, and after that third year, that's basically what they're going to be. I, I don't apply that to David Onyemata just because he's learning the game still. Maybe it's a five-year progression for him. And that the Saints locked him up for three years. I think you're seeing a steady increase in his play every year. And you're just hoping one year, the home run hits. And I think it could be this year because I saw a lot of stats that... Look, they're underlying stats and they may not matter. But... It showed a lot of promise. I mean, last year, he had 11 QB hits, which is a lot. I mean, if those QB hits, even half of them were converted into sacks, you're looking at a guy that who had three and a half sacks last year. If six more, he has a nine-sack nine season. That's something um, really interesting that you have to look at as he's he's just right there, and he's just missing them, and he's got a really good move. He's really athletic, and he's a player that we'll, we'll see if the Saints re-sign um, Sheldon Rankins, but... I mean, again, I, I count on him to start. And then if the Saints keep Sheldon Rankins, that duo is amazing. And it's going to be one of the best in the league. And I think this year could be the year that Onyemata really pops off. And again, if he doesn't uh, go off and the Saints still have Rankins this year, I think it's fine. And he's a great depth player. And he's a great backup there. So again, uh, he gives the Saints a lot of versatility. Just by by having two starting three techs is going to help you a ton um, this year and then in the years coming. Because... Now you don't have to, you know, you don't have to pay Sheldon Rankins if he's going to ask for this absorbent amount. We'll see what happens. And we know Sheldon Rankins gets hurt a lot. David Onyemata has been relatively healthy. That's also really big as you want guys to stay healthy. And obviously you want to have some backup plans. And he's a really good backup plan to Sheldon Rankins, who obviously has played at a Pro Bowl level. And now um, we'll see if he can do that again. But then you're coming in with Onyemata. I mean, you think P.J. Williams is a solid starter. I think he's a solid starter as well. Probably, I mean, obviously better than P.J. Williams, in my opinion, at the positions they play. But people think a lot of a lot of analysts think he's gonna really pop off this year, and I, I think he could too. Overall grade, I'm gonna give him a B plus. I thought this was a solid signing. Did they overpay for him for a little? Yeah, I think you're kind of paying for his potential there because if he, let's say he grows into uh, a high end uh, three tech here, you're looking at oh, this is a great signing. It's three years, twenty seven million. At worst, he's just a depth player, and yeah, you kind of overpaid for him a little bit, but. I think the Saints are going to look for him to start next year. I think that's kind of the main thing. And, uh, I mean, we'll have to see what happens. Maybe the Saints will keep both of them, but it's definitely something to look at. A very, very interesting signing there for the Saints. So before we get into our top two free agent signings this offseason, 
we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. And now we are going to do our last two rankings here for the top uh, free agent signings. Two players left to to rank here and grade the two players that are will be new to this team in 2020. Those are the big signings for the Saints. First, number two, Malcolm Jenkins. I'm going to give him an A- grade. Four years, $32 million. Um, he, he's a player that is just all over the field. And he's a player that's going to come in here. He's going to, first of all, the 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 depth that he's going to be able to create. He'll Because he'll be starting. Now you have other guys like P.J. Williams, who's going to be able to um, play in a depth role. Same with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. is going to be able to move him around a little more. And you're going to really be able to create a lot of depth just because how versatile Malcolm Jenkins is and how, how many different things he could do. And he could do all those things at such a high level. Great veteran, great presence in the locker room, could do so many different things. He's great in the slot. He's a great strong safety in the box. I mean, just looking at these stats, you can really see. I mean, first PFF grade, 68.6 was last year. The year before, he was at 79. The year before that, 75. He's right around in those 70s, and I think it's going to help him a lot. 2018 was his best year. He really carried that defense, willed that Eagles defense to the playoffs, and played really good. And even last year, I mean, when you're looking at it, I mean, eight pass defenses, 2.5 sacks. I mean, he's got uh, 81 tackles. I mean, just create. I mean, 97 tackles the, the year before, nine QB hits, six tackles for loss. It's just like so many great things, and and, and that's just your and it's he's a stat stuffer. That's all you could say, and not in a way that like all he all he does is get stats. He's much more, but he fills he fills the box score in so many different ways, and then also he's such a big impact. I don't want to say that he's stat stuffer in a bad way because that's usually used as a bad connotation. I think he just he fills up everything, and he does so many different things, and that's gonna help the Saints. Saints need that versatility. Saints need that leader in the secondary. Because in my opinion, if he plays for the Saints in 2017, the Saints don't have the Minnesota Miracle. I mean, and that's obviously really big. In 2018, I, I think you're just going to see less. In 2019, the Saints were hurt by the deep ball. I don't think it will be as much. The communication will be helped a ton. He knows the Saints system because he's been with the Saints before. I think that's really big as well. To me, this is a key signing. And people are going to be like, oh... Well, why don't you give this an A? And I'm going to say because probably didn't have to replace Von Bell for him. Now, Von Bell, to me, is a great, strong safety, but he's going to give less versatility. And the one thing that Malcolm Jenkins brings is that he's a really good pass defender, and then Von Bell is a really good run defender, better run defender, I should say. And then um, the Saints have a lot of good run defenders from the secondary already. P.J. Williams is a good run defender. Um, and then also Chauncey Garner-Johnson's a really good run defender. So was uh, Lattimore. So you already have a lot of good run defenders in your secondary. So you, you can, I mean, still, Malcolm Jenkins is good, you know, run defender. But he's a much better pass defender as well than Von Bell, in my opinion. So he's going to help you there where the Saints really needed some help, especially in that nickel position, which I think, again, he's going to play that slot corner and do really good, in my opinion. 
and he's going to help the Saints a ton because I I do end up the Saints I do end up think that the Saints will be doing excuse me there is they're going to put uh, Marcus Williams at free safety they're going to put Chauncey Gardner Johnson at strong safety um, and at most of the time but then he'll kind of be playing kind of what he usually does that rover role and then he'll allow Malcolm Jenkins to play the slot and if, if there's no slots then they'll kind of move it around to have because I mean Jenkins can play so many different positions. I think they're going to take advantage of him and play him in the slot, especially against you know your big, more physical slot receivers. Maybe against the more fast ones, you're going to put Garner Johnson or P.J. Williams on him. You could do so many different things because you have all these guys that are very versatile there. And I do think he helps the secondary a lot, and he's going to make them better. I think the Saints did get much better in the secondary because they're going to have Janoris Jenkins. They're going to have um, Lattimore. First of all, those two are going to be really good together. And then you're going to have... Uh, Marcus Williams in the free safety position, strong safety. I mean, in this case, it seems like it will be Garner Johnson or Jenkins, and then the slot will either be Williams or Jenkins. That's a solid group. As I said before, when you have six starting, um, basically secondary players, that's big. That, that uh, that's really good. That's what you want, and I think the scenes do have it. And I do think Jenkins is a really good addition. I mean, the only reason I said that you're not going to give him an A. Is because Von Bell, you you could have probably upgraded that. Like if they upgraded that linebacker, like an impact player, like they added Jenkins, but they added a linebacker instead, and they brought back Von Bell, maybe you'd see a little better from this defense. But this is still a great move, and I mean it's a player that Sean Payton didn't want to miss out on. So I mean he got that. So that's obviously really really big there. And then finally, our number one signing this offseason. You guys all know who it is. It happened that Friday after. The free agency started in kind of a kind of a surprise here. This, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders. He's he's going to be a really big help to the Saints here, wide receiver core here. I mean, you give him a two-year, sixty million dollar deal with a cap hit of four million, which is obviously really good, really good deal. Because I mean, you're, you're looking at his market value per a spot rack, and that was two years, twenty million. So this is going to be lower than that. I'm going to give it an A, A plus. I mean, 66 catches, 869 yards, and five touchdowns. And this is when he was, like, changing teams. Really, no wide receiver is going to do good midway when they switch teams like that. And he did. He did good. Really solid. If he put that stat line next year, you'd be very happy. Because that's a lot better than what the Saints were getting at their number two last year for sure. But then the year before, in 12 games, he had 71 catches, 868 yards, excuse me there, and four touchdowns. And that's in 12 games. So then really, I mean, you could obviously do it over uh, 16 games and kind of see um, what he'd have in, in that season. He's a player that could play the slot, could play the outside. Sean Payton's going to have a field day with him. Play the slot, play the outside. Really good over-the-middle threat in that 20-yard range, 20 yards or th- fewer, 30 yards or fewer. He's really good at catching the ball in traffic over the middle, which the Saints had trouble with last year. Perfect guy for the Saints. The, the fit is like a glove. It's perfect. And... That's why I'm going to give him an A+. It was just, I, I didn't think the Saints would get him. I, I thought he was going to be priced out of the Saints, and the Saints come up big and get him. I mean, I was watching some film on him. I mean, he high points the ball really well. He catches the ball in traffic over the middle really well. Catches the ball on the sideline very well. Really good slot uh, routes. Really good outside routes. Has a speed that can win. He also has um, the speed that can win in the short, um, short distance, long distances. He's going to pair perfectly with Michael Thomas, in my opinion. Both of those guys, I mean, have a lot of versatility because Thomas could play the slot and outside. He can uh, Sanders play the slot and the outside. Saints are most likely going to add another wide receiver in the draft. I think this wide receiving group is going to be one of the best if they if 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 they can add a wide receiver in the draft. It's going to be one of the best in the league, in my opinion. 
And Drew Brees is going to really have a field day with it. I think it's going to be really big there. And it's, it's a huge signing. It's just a really, really big signing. I mean, he's a two-time Pro Bowler. He's a three-time player in the Super Bowl. Um, he's won a Super Bowl. He, look, he's, he's a player that's he's going to help the Saints a lot. And when he teamed up with like the best with the best uh, quarterbacks with Peyton Manning, a lot of people he said this like this situation reminds me of that. He's like I was coming in playing with Peyton Manning and a great offense, and I went off. Could be the same. It could be the same. It's going to be very very interesting to see what the Saints do here. And I'm very very happy to put this as my number one because this is a big move, really big move. I mean. I was high on Bashar Perryman. I mean, Manuel Sanders is, I mean, three times as good as Bashar Perryman. So, to me, that's just really good. And he's going to do a lot of great things. He has a great catch rate. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's a great player. I mean, he's going to be a player that's going to really help the Saints out. He's also good in the trick play stuff. He could do the end around. He could really spread you out, which I thought was really big with the 49ers. With the 49ers, I feel like with him, they took they just took the next step uh, as a team, as an offense. And I think that's going to be the same with the Saints. So that, to me, that's just a really big signing. Overall, I'm going to give the Saints... I, I said this in the last episode, but I'm going to give them an A-. They're just missing that one piece. Hopefully, they'll get it in the draft, which is great. But to me, they're just missing one linebacker to really hold down the four for the Saints. Again, and if they do get a linebacker in the first round, A. A offseason. To get an A-plus offseason, you would sign a Nigel Bradham, and then you would also get the best available player at 24. I think that would be really big. So now, I'm just going to give you my needs here for the draft right now, because... Really, Frazee is over. Maybe you sign one more player. But right now, the Saints are at $5 million um, under the cap. And you're going to have to pay $4 million around for the draft and all those guys. You have to pay those guys. So you're really not looking at a lot of space. You're going to have to restructure another guy. So if a restructuring happens, then I I think the Saints will make another move. If a restructuring doesn't happen, I don't think we will make another move. And I think that's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, there, but here are kind of my needs for the draft. Number one's linebacker. You got to get that figured out. And I think Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, those two guys are going to be your two main guys that I think you should be looking for. That should pick. I mean, if they want to make a splash, you can go out and get Isaiah Simmons, but I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. Second need for me is wide receiver. I just would love to add. Really, if I'm the Saints, I would love to add a linebacker in the first round. Love to add a wide receiver in the in the third round. The fourth round, I get a cornerback or D lineman. And I think that's, and then you have one more pick or two more picks and you can kind of fill out around there. Um, Again, really after you get a linebacker in the first round, I'd be fine with picking just best player available. I do think the Saints are going to move up in the second round. I don't know. Um, That's just my kind of what I'm feeling right now. It's just my um, instinct. I don't, I mean, I I, I have no report on it, but I just have a feeling that's going to happen. And that would be pretty interesting too. But I mean, they're probably going to make one more surprise move either in the draft or in free agency, it's just, I mean, th- that's also kind of my feeling. I think it's going to come to draft, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and signed a free agent um, or, an, or a trader for an impact player. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. It's going to be obviously very, very interesting uh, coming in here for sure. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media accounts, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat This, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then you can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. Some personal news, I just started writing for 12 Up, and I'll be writing for not only about Saints content, but a lot of other sports. So if you're just big sports fans, definitely check that out. Um, and I would love you guys to read my articles, read my stuff, and give me some feedback on it. I mean, I'm just starting to write and learn that stuff, and um, I'm really excited about it, really having a fun time with it, 
and um, I'll be doing more for them in the weeks to come, and it should be great. I'm going to obviously try to put out some Saints content, which um, I'm hopefully, hopefully hoping to do all their Saints content, but obviously they put out a lot of other content as well, which I'll be helping them on top of that stuff. So that's just kind of what I'm hoping to do with them. And um, hopefully you guys will see more articles from that site on the Saints, and hopefully I'll be writing them. So that's uh, really interesting stuff as well, and I'm really happy to have this opportunity and join 12up because some really good opinions on there. I mean, look, I mean, some people I saw were, like, um, talking about some of the Saints' opinions on there. I think all, all that stuff, I mean, it's great to have opinion articles. I love those. I eat them up. Any Saints content, I eat up. So that's going to add in. Hopefully I can create some on there as well. So that's kind of the dream there and the goal um, for being on uh, that site and be writing for them, and I'm just really happy about that as well, and, um, thank you guys for all the support always. You guys have been the best. Who Nation's been the best, as, as you guys always are. Um, I just said that in my last episode, 150 episode. You guys have been the best through this whole process, and I can't wait to continue covering the Saints, writing about the Saints, giving my opinions about the Saints, because you guys are just the, I mean, it's, it's great to com- communicate and share our opinions and all that stuff about our favorite teams and i hope to continue that with 12 up and the podcast and all that fun stuff i mean i just love it and i'm hoping to continue that for i mean as long as i can so with all that said i want to say thank you run it back and who dat